The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout it right now, baby. Come on, come on. Come on and shout. Yeah. Buffalo's happening now. As you just heard at the end of that song, the Bills are definitely making it happen right now. Stefan Diggs and Tom Brady leaving. What else is there to talk about? DeAndre Hopkins getting traded. DeForest Buckner getting traded. The Dolphins and Browns are making a splash in free agency. And who are the remaining big-name free agents to sign? You'll find out all this information on Football Talk with Freddie. So, to start off with our first segment on Football Talk with Freddie, we're going to talk about the biggest news of the day. Tom Brady leaving New England. I didn't think it was possible for him to go play for another team. I'm literally being honest. I was like, there's no way he's leaving New England. As much as I wanted him to, because I'm a Bills fan, uh, and the Patriots, as you all know, probably have won the division like 15 out of the last 17 years or whatever it's been. I don't even know. No, and it's time for somebody else to have a chance. The Jets, the Dolphins, or the best team in America. I'm being biased a little bit. The Buffalo Bills. And as a Bills fan, I'm happy. And here's the thing. Some people think I hate Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I don't... I. It's not necessarily a hate relationship or anything. Well, it's not a relationship, I'll say that. Um, or it's like, it's not that I necessarily hate them. It's, I I have a lot of respect within the game of football for them and everything. And I, I know I make jokes about them cheating and all that, and I just do it for for the fun of it. But for most of the cases... I I believe they didn't actually cheat. I just like to mess around because uh, they keep winning all the time and it'd be nice for a little change. But they, I've also res- respect Bill Belichick. He's a excellent coach. Tom Brady, he's a great quarterback. And from what I've seen, the best quarterback. Ever, uh, some people still think Joe Montana is, and I unfortunately didn't get to see Joe Montana play, so I I have no idea. Yeah, if he's better, even though he didn't doesn't have as many rings, but still, Tom Brady's first ballot Hall of Famer, and why I'm. I'm not. Why am I talking like this? He's not even retiring yet. He's gonna play for another team. And honestly, I wish him the best because 
everyone's like, he's a system quarterback. He won't succeed outside of New England. Maybe that's true. Maybe not. But he also, if he doesn't do well, I'm not saying this is the reason, but he's also, what is he, 43, 44? I don't even know. He's been playing for like a million years. But honestly, I, I hope he does well. Unless he plays the Bills, obviously. Which, depending on the team he goes to, if he goes in to the NFC, unless he goes to the Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, and Cardinals, uh, the, he won't be playing the Bills if he goes to the NFC. Which I hope he goes there. Uh, I will admit... The few times we beat him were some of the best days of my life. And some others were in heartbreak. But Tom Brady, I I wish him the best in everything. Hope he does well. Well, so let's talk about his potential options. I heard Tampa Bay is an option. Indianapolis. Actually, never mind. Breaking news, literally, right as I'm recording this. Philip Rivers is going to Indianapolis. Literally, I just ha- had it pull up on my phone. So, Indianapolis is out of the question. I'll say that now. Tampa Bay, Oakland, I think it's a possibility. What else? Jacksonville, maybe if they're willing to get rid of Nick Foles. Or unless they want to stick with Garner Minshew. I have no idea. I'm just trying to throw out teams. Carolina, maybe. But I've heard they want to stick with Cam Newton, so probably not. Chicago, maybe. They want somebody to challenge uh, Mitch Trubisky. Who's on his last leg if he doesn't do well this year? The Bears are moving on from him. Miami technically still could be an option. I I, I hope not. But but I don't know. I don't know if he's. Oh, Chargers. I almost forgot the Chargers. I don't know if I said them already. Those are all the teams I can think of right now. Denver, maybe. I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but those are like all the teams. I heard, from what I've heard, teams are offering him like 30 plus million 30 million plus for one maybe two years who who knows Brady could be playing till he's like 85 for all we know <laughs> but but for the Patriots the real question is who are they going to turn to the only quarterbacks 
on the roster right now are Jared Stidham, who was a quarterback at Auburn for two or three years, I believe. And he this season he backed up uh, Brian Hoyer and Tom Brady. And then Brian Hoyer, I have I'm gonna have to check if he's under contract, but I don't think they they want to stick with him as a starter. Might look at the draft getting like a Jake from Jacob Eason, or possibly even Jordan Love if he falls. Another option would be. Teddy Bridgewater, he's he's still a free agent. And who knows, maybe they go, wait, never mind. I forgot he just signed with Indy, Phillip Rivers. So Teddy Bridgewater might trade for uh, Andy Dalton or Derek Carr from Oakland. Something like that. Uh, really, I don't know, but I know Bill Belichick's going to find himself a quarterback because I don't think he wants to stick with Jared Stidham but also who was a fourth round draft pick but then again last time he had a quarterback like that we all know what happened Tom Brady again I don't think Jared Stidham is Tom Brady but of course we never know so be interesting to see who's going to be the quarterback for the Patriots. And the real question is, are they going to start a rebuild? Are they going to just start rebuilding the team? Are they going to try to trade for quarterbacks to go all out? I have no idea. I've never thought I would use rebuilding and Bill Belichick in the same sentence. Never thought I would ever say that. But it might be an option to look at. Because, let's see, they don't have Gronkowski anymore. He, he retired last season. They don't have Brady. Uh, Sony Michelle's young. Uh, they drafted Nikhil Harry. Julian Edelman, he's, he's not on the, the right side of 30 right now. Gilmore's still good. McCourty, Devin McCourty and Jason McCourty. So uh, they just lost uh, Calvin Noy. So uh, I, I'm, I think the Patriots might lean towards a rebuild right now, honestly. And it might be the smart move because Let's see, the Dolphins are rebuilding right now. And it's in the AFC. Might be good for a while. And the Patriots right now, as I said, they have a lot of old guys. Not trying to be rude, but like guys who might not be playing much longer. So it might be a good option to like. Do what the Dolphins did this year. Pretty much try not to win a lot of games, get a good draft pick, kind of start all over.
That would be the best move for the Patriots, in my opinion. Because, let's see, the Jets, Bills, all both have a young quarterback. Dolphins most likely will have a young quarterback in Tua or Justin Herbert. Unless they get Tom, even if they get Tom Brady, they probably still would draft them and then have them sit for a year. But, yeah, the Patriots, they, they're going to need some help. And if I'm the coach, you and of course, it would, you don't want to hear it, but Patriots might have to start entering a rebuild mode. Now on to our next segment of the day, the Stephon Diggs trade. The Bills traded, made an agreement with the Vikings to trade Stephon Diggs to the Buffalo Bills, a team that really needed a true number one receiver. He was more of a number two receiver on the Vikings since he had Adam Thielen, but still, he's the top ten receiver. Receiver, he would be on number one on like 95% of the teams or whatever, besides like the Buccaneers, maybe the Packers. And Cardinals, like, besides, like, three or four teams, he would be the true number one receiver. And John Brown, he had a good season for the Bills this past year. Cole Beasley did pretty well in the slot. But this is what Josh Allen needed. A guy, he can just throw the ball, the ball to. And and not saying like careless, carelessly like what Jameis Winston did this year. Year, but it's also a guy you can throw. Yeah, you can throw those fifty-fifty balls too. John Brown, he wasn't a fifty-fifty guy. Cole Beasley definitely wasn't a fifty-fifty guy. Really, their only fifty-fifty guy this year was Duke Williams, who was on the practice squad for most of the year. Signs late had actually a big caught one touchdown, the game winning touchdown against the Titans this past year, and had a big game against the Jets in the last week of the season. Actually, I think he did have a couple nice catches versus the Texans, too, in the playoffs, if I remember right. But, but here's so here's the trade details that I found. The Vikings are getting a 2021st, which would be the 22nd overall pick, a 2025th, a 2026th, and a 2021 fourth. And the Bills receive Stephon Diggs and a 2027th. And to some people, they think this is, oh, Vikings severely won the straight. Not really. Okay. Stephon Diggs, he's a top 10 receiver. At least not right away. There's not going to be a... Except for maybe C.D. Lamb. Maybe. Maybe C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy. 
would be as good as Stephon Diggs right away. In a couple years, sure. But right away, Stephon Diggs is the best receiver in this draft class if he was in the draft. Obviously, uh, the the experience helps him. And, and this is what the Bills needed, though. I was like, we need to go receiver in the first round. But I'm I'm being honest, like there's a lot of talented receivers, but a lot of them there's also like questions surrounding them. That's that's a thing. There's questions like can this person stay healthy? Uh can this person get separation like T Higgins? Yeah, he wasn't he was a a your big threat receiver, pretty much, fifty fifty ball guy. But the problem with him was, he, he's not that fast. He, and honestly, I think him sitting out of the combine, pretty much shows that he he didn't want to show people that he's not necessarily that fast. Fast, and he had, and from the film I've been watching. He had a hard time getting some separation in the NFL. If you can't create much separation, it's not going to help you. And Stephon Diggs, he he's still a, a great receiver. He has some speed to to at least create some separation. And he, he actually, this is the. What helps him create a lot of separation, though, is his route running. He's definitely a top three route runner with him and Julian Edelman. He is a top three route runner. Like, just watch him on film. He will create separation like crazy. He just runs perfect routes. He's always finding a way to get open. Even against the best corners. That's the thing. He's always finding a way to get open. One one thing that is a little concerning was he did have some problems in Minnesota. Like he's like, I want the ball more. And, and the problem is when you have Adam Thielen also across... From you, it's kind of hard to get the ball a lot. But in Buffalo, he's going to be the true number one receiver. And he's going to be a huge threat for the Bills. Actually, he might be the best receiver in the AFC East right now, besides Devontae Parker. Honestly, him and Devontae Parker. Actually, he might even be better. Actually, I think he is a little bit better than Devontae Parker. Especially but it's definitely a lot closer this year. Devontae Parker stepped up. He's a a good person to 
build around on that Dolphins offense. Giving them the ball, whoever the quarterback is going to be, whether it's Tua, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Devontae Parker will make plays. I'll say that. But, but my next topic is going to be the DeAndre Hopkins trade. And some people are like, oh, the Vikings finessed the Bills because they got a bunch, all this and then the Cardinals didn't have to give up a lot for DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, it's a little different. Okay, because nine times out of ten, a trade... Nine times out of ten, a GM will not accept that trade. Like, I mean, if the Cardinals offered, I don't know who offered. I don't know if the Cardinals offered or if the Texans offered. Probably the Texans because I doubt the Cardinals would ever think that would be an option getting only giving up like a second and a fourth for DeAndre Hopkins. So so that was just Bill O'Brien. I think that that was one problem. He was trying to be a coach and not a GM. So if you're like you're wondering why Why, or like why I'd say that a G a GM the job is to build the team, and a coach's job is to like coach the team with theoretically coach the team with the players the GM gives you. While in this case, Bill Bryan's building the team, but he's also coaching the team. But he's like, I don't, I don't like DeAndre Hopkins for some reason, or he doesn't value him. I guess, so. So I'll talk about it in the when I move on to the next topic, because I'm this was more about Stephon Diggs. Diggs, but I was just saying, some people are saying the Vikings finessed the Bills. They didn't. It was an even trade. You can't just look at the DeAndre Hopkins trade because nine times out of ten, a team will not offer that for a top ten receiver, especially a young one. So on to our third topic. We're talking about DeAndre Hopkins. In the last topic, I went a little briefly into it. But the... Houston Texans traded three-time three-time all-pro receiver DeAndre Hopkins the re- number 10 they're pro- actually no I'm not going to go that far saying he's the best receiver ever I, th- I still think DeAndre or Andre Johnson is the their best receiver ever but DeAndre Hopkins definitely like number two right there. So here's the trade details. 
the Houston Texans get David Johnson, a running back two or three years ago. Was it 2015 or 16? I think it was 16 when he had a crazy year. And he received a big contract, but the like last two years he's been having injury issues and he just hasn't done well. Well, and the Cardinals can't release David Johnson because it would hurt them more than just to keep him. So their best option was to was to uh Wait, 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 hold on. Oh, never mind. I thought I saw something. Uh, the 2022nd, a 2021-4th, and David Johnson to the four, DeAndre Hopkins and the 2024th. So... The Texans, here's what they get. They get a second-round pick. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a mid, mid-round mid pick. Actually, we know it would be a late first because the Texans were, like, one of the last teams to get out because they got on, like, the conference championship or something like that. Yeah, the conference champ. So... So, they get a late second. Okay. A fourth. Yeah, fine. But then they're taking up all the salary. And I'm assuming that's where the 2020... Actually, no. I I bet the first, fourth round came from... From just taking on David Johnson's salary. And then the 2022nd for that. And here's the thing. This year's receiving class is stacked. I'll admit that. They could get a a good receiver, receiver to quote-unquote replace DeAndre Hopkins. But you can't replace DeAndre Hopkins. But they can still get a, a, a quality receiver. But he's not going to be DeAndre Hopkins. It was a terrible idea from Bill O'Brien to trade away your best player and that's, that's I'm not even mad about him trading away his best player like here's the thing it's one thing if he was old or something he's not he's 27 I believe he's under contract for the next three years for roughly 15 million and the problem problem with the Texans is they traded all the, all their draft picks for players pretty much so they didn't have a lot of draft capital this past year and then again now I think about it that was probably their I'm not saying it was smart but that was probably the 
really their only way of getting some draft capital if they wanted to make some picks this year. Because they like trade everyone from the from the Larmy Tunzel trade. Who else? Uh, they trade Clowney. I don't think they got a lot. And that wasn't even with Bill O'Brien, but I'm. I I just don't know if Bill O'Brien understands how the GM spot works. Okay, you're you're trying to help, help to build a team, and I'm not saying it's impossible to work because Bill Belichick he's the GM and also the coach, and look what he's done. So I'm not saying you can't, but he's. Also makes smart moves and not dumb decisions. This was a dumb decision. Like, honestly, if I'm the Texans owner, I would relieve him of his GM duties right now. Cardinals definitely won the trade. That's going to, DeAndre Hopkins is going to definitely help. Kyler Murray, and they still have Larry Fitzgerald. The AFC, or I mean, NFC West, as usual, it always seems, is going to be probably the toughest conference in the NFL. And they have been for like the last decade, or at least feels like it pretty much. Rams have been just around like 800, or I mean 500. Most years, Cardinals, eh, they've had some up and down years, but like still have been competitive. 49ers, a little bit of that too. And then Seahawks, they for the most part have been really good. But this year, they will be the toughest division. There's, there's not a division that comes close. The AFC East, will definitely be tougher, but doesn't come that close. Then AFC North could. Could. Probably not. It'll still probably be the Ravens-Steelers. Ravens-Steelers, Browns, and then Bengals. And we'll still be like two, two or three years away. Even with Joe Burrow. AFC North. It's it's a mess as usual. AFC West. Uh, Chiefs. Raiders. Yeah. NFC East. You, I don't even know what's going to happen. NFC North. It could be competitive with the three, with the Vikings, Packers, and Bears, and then the Falcons could. Panthers won't be. Buccaneers depends on who they get at quarterback. But the NFC West will definitely be the best division this year. 
So, on to our fourth subject for today. We're going to talk about the DeForest Buckner trade between the Colts and the 49ers. DeForest Buckner, one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL, right behind Aaron Donald, has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts and even got a contract extension for one for one year worth 21 million I believe and the 49ers received the 13th overall pick the 49ers it seems like the last three two or three drafts have gone defensive line literally they gone Nick Bosa DeForest Buckner Eric Armstead I believe and uh Solomon Thomas. Literally, like they all they've done is gone with defensive linemen. And now they could potentially get another one. I don't think they need need to. They have other needs. Needs like receiver, Debo Samuel really good, but right now. Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent. So receivers, uh, another need. Running back, they're set. Tight end, definitely set. O-line. Uh, O-line, they're, they're pretty good at. I would say another thing to look at maybe for them to improve at is their linebacking or not linebacker as safety uh well they just re-signed jimmy ward but yeah, he wasn't the best last year they could look for a better safety option i think with the 13th pick uh the top one some of the top safeties in this year's draft a uh, grant delpit Another player, I think. I think they could get it. Is uh, who else? I'm trying to think. Who else? Xavier McKinney. Also, maybe even Antoine Winfield Jr. And he's probably not worth the 13th pick. He's more of a second to third round pick, I think. But but they obviously want somebody in the draft if they wanted to trade up and get rid of one of their best defensive players. Players and the Colts, they had the cap space. They had like $85 million, I believe, or something like that. And they were like, hey, well, we don't, we don't need this pick. We have the cap space. Let's, let's trade it, try to build up our defense. They just signed Phillip Rivers. So they're definitely using that cap space. Trying to build a team.
who which could or could not could make the playoffs again this year. They didn't make it last year. But you never know. Panthers have interest in Teddy Bridger. Now on to our fifth segment today. We're going to talk about two teams who made a splash in free agency yesterday. The first team is actually a surprise. And I'm actually a little shocked. Not saying I'm scared. Actually, I'm not scared about the Dolphins, but they are definitely improving. Or I get are the Miami Dolphins. Uh, yesterday they signed Eric Flowers, and he was not necessarily a good tackle for the Giants, but he was with the Redskins last year at offensive guard. He was all right. But then again, the Dolphins' all line was pretty bad last year, where this is definitely a potential improvement. Shaq Lawson, he was with the Bills last year. He did uh, really well, had six and a half sacks. Uh, he, he definitely stepped it up after not doing well the last, like, three years. Three or four, yeah, three years. And might be the last player from the Rex Ryan era that I can think of. So, so Shaq Lawson, he did well, but I I think the Bills did a, a smart thing, if not. Uh. Trying to throw that money at him to bring him back. We got we signed Mario Addison from Carolina, who's done just as well for the for a cheaper price. So I think the Bills made the smart move. There, uh, they Kyle, they signed Kyle Van Noy, Noy, the former Patriot, is gonna be. Teaming up again with Brian Flores after he was with with him in New England, and then the biggest deal of the day probably Byron Jones Jones becoming the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. He's he's top. He's a top 10, but he shouldn't be the highest paid in my opinion. But he's still a very, a really good corner. But I, I think it was it was a good move for the Dolphins to get him. Just, I think, believed overpaid a little bit. But they also had a lot of cap space. So you can't really blame him. Blame him. He, I, it was for five years, so he's there for the next five years. All the other deals, I believe, were three years. So that's that's some pretty good players they have to build off uh, this young team that they are building down in Miami. And for the other team that 
made a splash yesterday, and they made a splash last year, yet turned into failure. So it's, let's see if it, actually I think that wasn't failure, but was definitely below expectations. Not even a winning season. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say it was a failure if it would be a failure if, it, if they went like 3-12 and 12 or 4-12. and 12. But let's see. They signed Jack Conklin to to the team. That's going to help the offensive line, which was definitely a problem last year for the uh, for the Browns. They signed Austin Hooper, one 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 of the best tight ends, top five. Behind uh, Travis Kelsey and and uh, George Kittle, Kittle he he will be a a big threat for Baker Mayfield, and if Baker Mayfield plays like he did this past season, his backup Case Keenum, Case Keenum, what is this? His like twentieth NFL team team like he's played on so many. So many like he really is a true journeyman. Let me see how many teams has he played on. He's been on the Texans, the Rams, the Texans, the Rams again, the Vikings, the Broncos, the Redskins. For oh, well, that was six teams. At the, I think I was thinking of Josh McCown. Um, I got. I got him mixed up. Josh McCown. That's who I was thinking of. Not not Case Keenum. But but still, 16, that's a lot. Well, he's been a, a really good quality backup throughout his NFL career. So a, at least the Browns know that they have an option. If Baker Mayfield decides to uh, play terrible. And to wrap up football talk with Freddie, we're going to talk about who are some of the top remaining free agents. See, as of... Sunday, March 17th at 11.35. Five, we have Tom Brady. Brady was with the Patriots last year. You probably know who he is. We'll see where he ends up. If he ends up somewhere today, tomorrow, next week. Who knows? He'll find a team, I'll say that. Jadavion Clowney, the former number one overall pick, was traded to Seattle this year. And he... Wasn't happy there, so and so he's moving on to a new team. Jameis Winston, the another former number one overall pick. Um, he's been. He can be a good quarterback. He just has to cut down his turnovers. I'll just say that. I have a feeling he'll find a team. Corey Littleton was with the L.A. Rams last year. Did really well. 
he should be able to find a team. Robbie Anderson was with the Jets last year, a receiver. He did pretty well. Teddy Bridgewater. I heard rumors about the Patriots and the Panthers because the Panthers are actually trying to trade Cam Noon right now, which shakes things up a bit. Num- uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders, uh, the Broncos traded him to the 49ers the past season, and so far he hasn't resigned yet. I don't know if the 49ers just wanted to move on from him, get somebody younger, or I don't know what's going on with that. We also have Eric Ebron, a tight end. He was good with the he was drafted by the Lions. He did he did all right for a couple years with the Colts. And last was he with the Colts last year? Yeah, or yeah, he was with the Colts last year. At thirty one receptions, three hundred seventy five yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, he didn't have a quarterback also, so so, haha, Clint Dix, he was with the Bears, was drafted by the Packers. Interesting to see where he ends up. DJ Reader, a defensive tackle. I was, I heard the Bills are interested in him, and also a lot of teens. He's probably the best interior defensive lineman right now. Still available. Melvin Gordon, drafted by the. Chargers decided to hold out when he came back. He lost his job to Austin Eckler. He's now a free agent. I think he'll find a spot. The question is where. And then Dante Fowler, the outside linebacker. He was with, or edge rusher. He was with the Jacksonville Jaguars and then traded to the Rams. Seems like that's happening with a lot of Jaguars players, they're getting traded to the Rams. I guess that's their trade partner. But he, I think he'll be able to find a team. Team, uh, I'm going to update you guys again tomorrow around noonish on free agency. See all the new updates. Dates, it's if Brady signs, if Clowney signs, Jameis Winston, who knows? I'll keep you guys updated tomorrow and stay safe, everyone, from the coronavirus. We will get through this. And I hope you all have a great day. Peace out.